0: Mana, 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 mana,
1: mana. This is social disgusting. Welcome to Social Disgusting, a podcast where my guest and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is a supremely funny stand-up comedian, comedy writer, author, producer, and podcaster who is currently a senior staff writer and producer on Jesus and Marrow, and has the jolt of positivity and game show that is his podcast, Make My Day with Josh Kondelman. Please welcome, you guessed it, Josh Kondelman. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate your time. So the very fun question, how are you?
0: I'm doing, I think, as well as can be expected. You know, I've been employed throughout this year, working from home since Mm -hmm. the middle of March and i am i'm here with my wife and my fat little dog and and our season at work ended for the year and that but i know i'm coming back early next year so it feels like i kind of had this productive year despite the circumstances and now i have a little time away from my job to read books and like cook things and you know and and maybe like write some stuff for fun from on my own on my own and so i feel Again, as good as possible, especially, well, you know, we we just had an, uh, an election yeah. and I, I feel like it went the better of the two ways it could go. And, and, you know, it's not, I'm not like Joe Biden, Joe Biden being elected president has fixed all our problems, but I'm also, it is a great feeling that soon Donald Trump will no longer be the president of the United States.
1: Yeah, you no, know, absolutely. I think I think it, in that regard, it's uh, a major problem has been fixed, but that could have been fixed by literally anyone else in some way <laughs> being elected. But uh, yes, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. How has the energy in New York been just as a result of that? It was
0: uh, the energy on Saturday when the election was called was like jubilant. Um, And then I think by the evening, the the kind of car horns honking in celebration had given way to like the car horns honking in traffic frustration. And it felt (laughs) like back to normal, like it was a little bit of like, okay, we all hate this guy in my neighborhood in Brooklyn and, like, in neighborhoods throughout the city. And and now it's, like, okay, down to business. And, and, like, people have to live their lives. And, like, you know, lots of things are are still bad. He's still the president. Again, like, things won't be fixed immediately when Joe Biden is president. But it is, like, it's nice to, like, take a deep breath, feel like the worst option didn't happen which is nice and then to go okay like back to back to work let's let's keep doing first of all just regular life stuff that it takes to sustain ourselves and then what it takes to like show up for people in the community and and around the country and around the world
1: yeah absolutely it does feel like i mean it's a weird thing where um when anything comes to the forefront when there's a pandemic on because it's just i mean in general it's like this lingering specter just there yeah so then for it to also be put to the background is it's just wild that that you know this is a number one awful frightening uh crippling thing absolutely in any year you know it's so just it's like there's definitely a a shorter shelf life for a lot of things just <laughs> right right right, right, right. So foreboding like the, you know even
0: with just right with this condition like Any kind of celebration is um, kind of condensed, right? Because it's like, well, there's a a ceiling on how... Like, even if it was like... Oh, it's it's my birthday and I won a Nobel Prize on the same day. There's only so much you can celebrate and only so long it feels like you can sustain it for and like the 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 scope of how much you can celebrate. You can't be like everybody come over. You have to be like, "All right, four people. Let's sit near each other in a park, but not that close." Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, "Okay, do you have the Zoom invite?" Yeah, I know I got the email. Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. Cool.
0: Does everyone have their own champagne?
1: <laughs> you're like, okay, well, I just got the egot all in one, but you know, we can. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can yeah. talk about it in 2022. It's fine, right? It, so know. we'll
0: we'll have a celebratory Facetime <laughs> <laughs> until
1: then. I'll bask in the glow until then, and meanwhile, it's like, oh, I gotta get milk, and then you're frightened by everything and everyone by the very nature of what they may have that they don't even know. Like yep, this is for sure it's all just so much. (laughs) It's really
0: tricky. Like, yeah, even the, even the best stuff, like the stuff that feels normally like a little good feels a little less good than that. And the stuff that normally feels great, I think feels a little less good and and a little less, uh, like you can fully appreciate and celebrate it. But I I do think like it's possible. Like I, I like seeing the way people are like wringing joy out of good conditions when, when they come across them, you know?
1: Absolutely. I, uh, It is that weird, though, that dichotomy, though, of uh, I feel guilty to feel good sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's a wild thing because, of course, like, no matter how good I have it for anything, there's always so many people that have it worse or better, you know, it's you're always there. So you have to find that balance, I suppose, between being fair to yourself, but also not being just uh, an asshole at the same time. Yeah. It's just a constant reality check. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I I think that, like, feeling good is good when you can do it especially if it's like you're not being irresponsible right like if you're like you know what i had a really great day i like got a perfect night's sleep and i woke up and i like Had a great breakfast with someone, you know, like my hung out with my wife or like whatever your kids just like everything went smoothly today and had a great conversation and like texted with a friend or whatever it is, like whatever you're feeling good about. Oh, I got promoted at work, even if it's like weird work from home, like whatever is making you feel good. I think like that is super worth acknowledging and holding on to because it all counts. And it's like, Absolutely. you don't get bonus points for feeling bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're like still aware of like the greater conditions, you're being responsible. You're like thinking about others and how to either like be helpful to them or, or you know, not at the very least not be harmful to others. But like, you know, I think that there's like this, this whole thing of um that, that meme that went around like, early fall, late summer of, like, private island, everybody got multiple tests, uh, we're just having a good time, like, we just, we all really needed this, and it's like, maybe if you, if the island you're on has private in the description, don't post public <laughs> pictures of it. That's, you know what I mean? Like, there's a way to feel good in your own life without being, like, Everybody, look, we just needed to blow off some steam. So we cleared out a private beach in the Dominican Republic and flew down on private jets because, you know, we just needed a weekend. And it's like, you know what the rest <laughs> of us do when we need a weekend? is like we watch a full season of uh, The Office on Netflix or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: or even leading up to that, do a week's worth of work in, in, in you know, or weeks of work. Just for the sake of being able to carve that time out, you know, as opposed to, you know, we're going to quarantine, not because, um, you know, we're going to another country or whatever, or I guess they are in lieu of that, but we're going to not do anything or just stay inside only for the fact of we can go to a private island. So we're going to take two weeks and do relatively nothing outside of like post or whatever right and then go on an island to then do nothing There are just layers of kind of this black hole of empathy yeah and and understanding it's just so bothersome like everything about it bothers it's
0: and it's not like i don't think like a person doing that is necessarily like a a bad person right like and i Mm -hmm. don't think it's like bad you know like i think there are people who like and like I don't know. I think it is natural to want like a respite from these conditions and to want to like yes. see your family and and to want to to like be together at a time. You know, like I'm going to try, I'm like borrowing a car from a friend and I'm going to get a test and then like try to eat outdoor Thanksgiving dinner with my parents in a couple of weeks to to be safe. But also I haven't seen them since last Christmas. So like yeah. um, I understand the, the impulse, but I think the idea of like, I'm going to post these lavish pictures and you should like be happy for my opulent lifestyle yeah. is like, I just feel like, Hey, maybe read the private room a little better or read the public room a little <laughs> yeah. better from your private Island.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, certainly like the Kardashians are an extreme example, just in that they, they truly not only like craft the reality that they show to everyone. It's just this very curated thing. But they truly do craft their own reality outside of that reality that they show to everyone. So it's just like they are that extreme example of they have no concept of any of this. And the fact that they that they know there's a pandemic is like that they learned about it. It's like the Jared Leto thing where he was he found <laughs> oh, yeah, out where he was two weeks like after within... because he was at a yeah. retreat that he had. Yeah. It's, like, both amazing and kind of unbelievable, but also, like, if it were anyone else, I would almost be questionable. I'm like, of course, Jared Leto. It's
0: so funny. That's just, like, it's, like, it's just absolutely no perfect. And I, I don't think it's just the Kardashians, because I'm not, I, like, don't mean to be a person that is just, like, beating up on this one family and, like, oh, they're everything wrong with America. But even just, like, fr- you know, something you'll see, like, you a friend of a friend that, through the algorithm, algorithm on Instagram, where they're just, like... You know, they spend all summer in the Hamptons and they're like... Oh, so grateful for our little pod. And it's just like five <laughs> other super rich families of these big, you know, beachfront estates. And it's like, I get it. It's so n- nice to be able to be together and to do things in a safe way, right? Like if you're like, oh yeah, we we are legitimately, we don't go out. It's just like we have a couple neighbors that we see. And like, I'm again, I'm not here to like judge every individual person's no, choice. I know what you mean yeah. But it's like, it's just like maybe this isn't the time to be like glory posting or whatever yeah.
1: it's okay to have a a bit of a different life right now than you do normally because yes. these are wild li- of course extraordinary situations and circumstances but one thing that I was thinking kind of early on when this started was and granted of course I had no idea it would be we'd still be here in November and it's still yeah. happening if not raging on more than ever but it's just the fact that I did think and I do think that once you kind of like have a lot of the normal day-to-day things that are just constants and they're kind of taken away to some regard, some degree, I do think it's going to help kind of reprioritize some things in, in our lives. And it's certainly done that for me to get a better idea of, okay, now that you're decompressing a little bit or at least relative to the norm because you're just switching things up, I think that, I think that can go a long way. I'm not saying I don't like, this is not good, but just small silver linings within a lot of bad.
0: Yeah. I I feel like the first couple of months I like literally there were weeks where I didn't go outside during daylight. I would get up my dog wakes up between two and three in the morning for a walk every night. She like yeah. eats breakfast at, at three AM like uh <laughs> like she's the rock or something. <laughs> and uh Uh, so I was just going out then I was like okay that's my fresh air I'm not like a full-on shut-in but like I never I definitely didn't do anything and I barely would leave the house like I was working from home so I would just like stay in and work and then cook dinner and and it was like I didn't get too cabin fevery about it but it wasn't ideal And, and like just the idea of okay June and July I was able to go oh you know what it's nice like I can go out and like sit by the waterfront and like get a you know pick up a cocktail to go at a bar down the street and then sit at the waterfront with my wife and like enjoy the nice weather Um, and that that made so much of a a difference but like I have it like about as good as anybody who's not on a private island like I have you know (laughs) we I'm not like I don't have to go to a place for my job which so many people do still have to like physically go to work I'm not like financially insecure or food insecure at this moment and so like even that is like an amazing, it feels like it just like an incredible level of, of privilege to be enjoying. And I don't say that in like a self-flagellating way. I just want to be yeah, like, absolutely. oh, I'm okay. And like, this is really scary, but like mostly it's it's scary because I have to worry about like being safe and, and making safe choices for myself. And so I don't put other people in danger, but I'm not like, oh no, my, the restaurant where I work has closed and and now I, you know, I don't have a job. Like, it, I, I'm i very lucky in that regard. And I try to be, like, appreciative of that. And also, again, like, acknowledging that, like, what I put out into the world, like, the, the what I project into the world on, like, social media and doing podcasts and stand up on Zoom, I don't want to be, like, the out-of-touch person where I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, this isn't so bad. And then people are like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, 17 people that I know have died and everyone else I know I haven't been able to to look in the eyes for eight months. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. hmm yep.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, that, that's fair. I'm going to go now. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> and you see, the funny thing is, even when I'm mentioning what I perceive to be like minor silver lining, even then just to try to wring any positivity out of this when hundreds of thousands of people have died, even then I'm just uh, so hesitant to even do that because, of course, yes. like, it's so bad. Like, And that's even putting it lightly. It's just, I, I feel like it, we're dueling nice people trying to... You know, just trying to like make sure I get it. I'm not putting it, you know, above this. This is no. I know exactly awful. what you mean. This is completely unrelated. But I Please. do have a question for you. As somebody who is also we're we're mutual lovers of shoes. Yes. What do you look for in a shoe, or what what do you like? What, what appeals? to What do you look at first in a shoe? I suppose. Oh, that's a
0: great question. I think what I like in a shoe. So I I've been like a not as i wouldn't say serious collector but like a pretty like you know a, a, like a reasonably legit sneaker like connect, uh, collector and um yeah. a kind of fan for the last like 5 6 years mostly i like came on later in life as a as just like a fun little thing to do and um what i look for at like but the first thing that i look for is like that it feels a little distinctive Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there are a lot of like classic shoes that I don't gravitate towards, even though I appreciate them because to me, I would rather have something that's like a little fun and offbeat than have like the ones that are like the staples. you know what I mean
1: like, I'm gonna read a book, but you don't really want to read like the Great Gatsby There's yeah something exactly a little right. different yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Right. I don't
0: mean it in like a, a hipstery way. It's not like I'm not like, oh, don't play Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody at Your Wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, it's not like, oh, don't listen to Taylor Swift. Any, you know, that's not, not
1: like, like affectation behind it. You're it's just not like, affectation. And yeah. I don't
0: want to like, I don't think it's like better or worse than how anyone else does things. But I, I do have like, I think I have kind of like offbeat and not great taste. <laughs> that's something about me. But I, so. Especially because sometimes I'll buy something right when it comes out because I'm like, oh, this has got to sell out because it it looks so cool and like interesting. And then it'll like, you know, two months later, not sold out, drops in price by $50. I'm like, (laughs) oh, I should have just waited.
1: See, yeah, I don't read the market well in that regard either. I know exactly what you mean. I just have no gauge on it. And just the the shoe market and the shoe resale market is so wild. and So bonkers, yeah. It's nuts to just see that. And so things sell out so fast for the most part to the point where if something doesn't sell out it's almost like a scarlet letter attached to it of like right, in right, this right, world like, oh, how this is that cool. not selling out you know Yeah yes
0: i i agree i feel like it's like a little unhip to like to even be into stuff that's like sitting on the shelves but yeah. I to me that's like if you can wait it out and get the cheaper price because people aren't super into it but like regular people who are not connoisseurs I think will be like whoa those are great where'd you get those you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like but but I also do like I take up the pride in like doing some stuff that's like having some a couple shoes in my you know that I I wear that are like Oh, sneaker people like these and get these, but like so. Here's an example: right before Kanye West announced he was running for president, I got <laughs> I have one pair of Yeezys that I got for like a little bit over the retail price on StockX or something. Yeah, it was like you know some some of them go for like five, six, seven hundred dollars, maybe more for the boots, and these were like. You, you know, like 30, 40 bucks over what you could just buy them for when, when they drop or in a store, except for... Which is not them. bad at all and for like, what yeah, they can go for. It. Yeah, like, I was like, this is worth it to have like one. It's like, I, I really liked the color, the colorway of these. And then I basically didn't wear them <laughs> while he was running for president because I was like, yikes. Um, but... They're like kind of a um not that they're like rare, but I think it's a pair of sneakers that like I posted a picture of them on like my Instagram story or something the the first time I wore them on a Jesus and Marrow show day because I usually I try to like rotate through shoes on a yeah on show days. And it was like people who are not into sneakers were like, what are those? Those are like slippers, what's going on there? And like <laughs> sneaker people are like, oh, these are pretty cool. I like the this like pop of color on the heel. And then there's other shoes that I have that I'm like, oh, these are just like my wearing to walk the dog shoes. And, and, you know, it'll, it might be like a pair of Air Maxes that sat on the shelves and yeah. and ended up being like 80 bucks or something. And like just right friends who are not, who don't have their like ear to the ground about like, what are the hip big ticket items are like, these are amazing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I, I try not to like, make my decisions based on just hype but but it's like also the, it's like one of those things where like dunks are super in fashion right the nike dunks the, the SB dunks the skateboard shoe and yeah. they're like they sell for like 100 bucks when they come out but because they're so hot right now they're all immediately you can't get them when they drop and then they're immediately two to three times if not more, at the retail price. And yeah, it's just it's like, wild. yikes, it is just not worth keep it, trying to keep up with that.
1: I know exactly what you mean. And like, for whatever reason, I've not, I've never been like a big, like classic, like Jordan's guy. Mm-hmm. There are certain ones that when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get yes. it. But not just universally across the board, regardless of whatever the colorway is. And for whatever reason, like Air Max is, I guess, because it's like that's that confluence of amazing colorways and they're just extremely comfortable, just that I, midway. That does it for me. me
0: too. I think like comfort is probably like the second thing. Like I'll look at a pair of shoes and be like, oh, these are really cool. And then I'm like, but will I wear them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with an Air Max, if there's like a cool colorway of an Air Max, I'm like, yeah, I can wear these like every day if I want. I can yeah. save them and wear them for like occasions or like have them be shoes that I'll wear when I'm going out to do stand up, but maybe not wear them like if it's like lousy outside and get them beat up. But like, you know, wear them, bring them on the road as like, oh, I'll I'll look like I care when I'm going to do stand yeah. up uh, stand up shows because I'll I'll look, you know, clean and put together. And you can like wear them especially, you know, you can wear them to the airport and you're not like Geez, I'm gonna like I'm cramping my ankles because these shoes are like wearing bricks. <laughs> and I do feel like especially the early, like I have a couple of pairs of Jordan ones, and I just don't find them comfortable. And that, yeah. I think they it's such a classic shoe. It's like you you see it, it's like the recognizable, like if you tell someone, like, close your eyes, picture a basketball shoe, it's like probably like at least one in 10 people will go right to a jordan one right it's like such a you see it all the time or like picture a nike shoe you like picture the jordan one and it's yeah so, it's, it's
1: like the coke of shoes you know yes it's like it's, so, it's, it's
0: iconic it's so but, iconic but at the same time even when i see one that i love i'm like okay i really have to think about if i want to buy this because it will sit on my shelf 363 <laughs> yeah. days of the year <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I I gravitate toward, I don't have a loyalty toward style of shoe or brand of shoe in any kind of, like, elitist status symbol way. It's more (laughs) of, is that style of shoe comfortable? I think practicality, I guess, over that. And then I look aesthetically at it. What colors are we dealing with? I like more and more. I just like these bright, vibrant colors. I just naturally gravitate toward that that's what i look for is like regardless of what the shoe is like what are what does it look like that's it i guess it's just really yeah. like base level aesthetics there's not a lot yeah and i
0: think that's the way to do it because i think like also it is like there's such a um a money thing about being able to get like the hottest shoes right when yeah. they drop right and like like here's an example i think the red jordan 11s are awesome the like black and red jordan white yeah, yeah the black and red jordan 11s are like Really great. But like, they sold up pretty quickly. And I was like, everyone who's a serious sneakerhead is going to have these because it's like, if not a grail, like a staple, right? Like one of these like, oh, a Jordan 11 is like one of the great Jordans. The bread colorway is like one of the most popular colorways. And I was like, I love these. And I think I would, I would wear them for sure. But it feels like not again i don't mean to sound like a snob but i was like if i'm going to spend my money on a pair of sneakers i have these like weird kd 12s that are like super bright it's like all these different mixed and match colors and patterns and i just know that i'll wear those more and and that they like they feel like a little more personal to like what i enjoy about a sneaker
1: yeah no i know exactly what i mean and the other thing too is a part of me is almost like and i feel Like an old man just saying something like this, but it's that when the people that are like, "Oh, that's cool," or they can appreciate what those are, because they also have that similar kind of sneakerhead element to them. When they're not there, these ankles have to deal with these shoes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my feet have to deal (laughs) with these.
1: So, so I'm like, how much do I want that exactly? Because I still have to. I'm I'm still gonna be here with these shoes, and I have to deal with the fallout. Depending on right, I have to how, wear how them place act. to place when,
0: <laughs> when the people who, who are connoisseurs aren't around. And, and also, I mean, I think to me, there's an element of like, I, this is not like the, the sneaker culture is not something I like super grew up steeped in. And I feel me like neither. as a, uh like a, a white person who's like slightly touristy in this element of like, what's a largely, or, you know, it, like black culture or like p- culture that is, Maybe less like white suburban culture. Let's say um, it's one that feels more co opted by
1: white guys than yeah.
0: And and I don't feel I don't I think I kind of am happy to not go like directly at the like status symbols. Yeah, uh, of the like like I belong in this culture and I'm like a long tenured member of it. Does that make sense? I just don't feel like I I feel like if I like went out and you know whatever if I paid you know, missed on some the Sean Watherspoon air maxes the 97 ones or whatever I think yeah that's what they were the corduroy ones they're like beautiful but if I then was like oh I yeah I guess if I like paid six hundred dollars for these on resale I would look like I was really in the mix and like in the culture right it just yeah. feels like a like kind of a gross way to like buy my way into this kind of like authenticity that yeah. I don't really have a claim to.
1: I know exactly what you mean. And I also have like a, it doesn't matter, I guess, but I also have a deep fear of looking like a poser. Sure. Of feeling like a poser, I guess, because it's just, to your point though, it's like you want to, I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to pay a premium to get ahead of at the front of the line yeah when you know we're all just trying to part of it too is like the thrill of the hunt maybe i think as well that i enjoy yeah and occasionally i will i'll be like you know this
0: is worth splurging on because i like love this shoe and like i just whatever like got a new job or like it's my birthday and like you know occasionally do that but like again i just don't feel like build like throwing being in a position where like i've been working steadily in entertainment for the last several years and like I I feel like, oh, I could throw a little bit more money at this, like, collection and have, like, a a more robust, like, more impressive collection. It just feels, like, a little gross to me to to use that money that way instead of, like, trying to, you know, do a little bit more... Contributing in in the like my community and like to causes that that need that money instead of just being like well you know I missed out on the the off white Jordan ones <laughs> that you know that that are now going for twenty five hundred dollars or whatever I'm yeah. like I guess if I, I you know if I save up and and throw that money at them it won't like put me into financial ruin but it's also like but what am I why am I doing that like yeah. what am I what am I saying and and like what am I not doing with that amount of money, <laughs> like that, it just feels like for me, it's just not the right move, and it would feel very posery. Whereas if I go, you know, these corduroy Stan Smiths just came out, these Adidas Stan yeah. Smiths that are like kind of a, a beige corduroy, and I'd been looking at the couple of the different Sean Watherspoon corduroy shoes that just like w- are so expensive on resale, and then these Stan Smiths came out that which is like a classic shoe, and they they were like. 85 bucks but there was a 20% off adidas sale like right when they came out so it's like, a beautiful 60, shoe yeah. really i love them and they're 65 bucks and it's like i feel like okay i spent this money on something that's like really distinctive and that i can wear whenever i want like i don't have to feel like oh no i i bought this like precious art that i'm wearing on my feet and just like getting them dirty and just like throwing money away yeah. it's like for 65 now you're talking like fashion and like function as like a piece of uh of like clothing as well as a fashion statement
1: you know i know exactly what you mean like i it's i have that that checklist in my head too of oh i like those shoes but how much do i like them and how much do i have to deal with that mental fallout? i guess in my head of like i have to live with myself owning these shoes too to your point about like I don't know. When I see that, the Stan Smith shoe, yeah, it's the same thing for me. It takes a lot of boxes of, I don't have to think too much about going out and, oh, do I want to get these dirty because they cost so much? Aesthetically pleasing, just a beautiful classic shoe. Yeah. It's and, classic. and I deliver myself, you know. And That's I love,
0: something. I mean, I love like a kind of variation on a Stan Smith. I've had a few yes. over the years that I really like because I think they're so classic, so recognizable, and so wearable. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to come out and be, $225 retail and then like immediately $400 like these stands are $65 that's like I was like I can afford this and I will not I'm not like $65 I'll fucking wipe my ass with it no, but no, it is yeah. like $65 feels like okay I can wear these like clothes and not and not feel stressed and not be like oh gosh was this a reckless irresponsible purchase and it's still like it's distinctive right it's like not yeah. I had a pair of the the just like white Stan Smith's, the leather white Stan Smith's with the hits of green. And I was just like, these are great. They're so, they're so great and so classic. And I kind of looked around for them at the, a recent height, like maybe three or four years ago when they were like, when it felt like the summer, the most recent summer in New York that everybody had them. And I was like, this is great. But like, once you get them like a little creased up and a little dirty, it's like, Oh now you don't have this like bright white Stan Smith that everybody has now it's just like you know what i mean it just felt yeah. it felt like i wore them a little bit and and i think i donated them pretty quickly I, I also find them to be like a little bulky like the leather to be a little bulky um and, and the sure. i have some like knit a uh, knit pair and this corduroy pair i just feel like is a little more wearable even and just like i just don't Yeah. So I I try to just do stuff where I'm like, do I like this a lot? Right. Will I wear it? What are the, I think checking all those boxes, is is it affordable? Is it not going to like, am I getting caught up in the hype and like paying money for something that I don't really like or won't really wear because it's like the cool thing. And I try to like divorce myself from that as much as possible uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm not like fundamentally a cool person.
1: No, you know, the only thing is that that the only reason I think, that I got more a little bit more outwardly into shoes in relative relatively recently in recent years is because I went from being somebody who lacked the confidence to want any semblance of attention mm-hmm. to being a little more comfortable with myself to be like, just get the things you enjoy. Yes. And and, and you know, as if like any attention is bad attention. Right. So right, I just right, feel right. like yeah, I feel like I can be a little bit more I have the confidence to to show that personality more outwardly
0: yeah and i think i think that's really nice and that's like a really i wrote about this a little bit in my book but just like the idea of like having a pair of shoes that you really like it's like having a pair of glasses you really like in that it's like it is it's not necessarily like the focal point like it's it's physically pretty small compared to like the rest of the clothes you wear like it's not like you're wearing like a big flashy jacket or like you know like real gaudy pants or something it's like like, everyday flair everyday flair because and it's something like when you invest in like a pair of shoes if you're like you know what i really like these sneakers they're they're a little bit bold but they kind of jazz you like jazz up your outfit like every day if you're gonna wear them every day if they're like your day-to-day shoes and it's like that's why i said glasses because it's like you're always wearing them it's a little bit of flair that you always have on. And and so it is a good investment in that regard rather than like, I have this one beautiful sweater that yeah. I love yeah. and I wear it, you know, it's like everybody notices once a week when I wear that sweater or once every 10 days. And
1: do you know what I mean? And, and it's, I think there's a big difference between like a shoe, a shoes, every it's a, thing that everybody wears with some exceptions but for sure. them, everybody wears but as opposed to like um going out you know and wearing a hat every day like you're at the kentucky derby it flies
0: under the radar a little bit because like everybody right everybody that you see when you're out around in the city or in a town is wearing some kind of footwear where you're not like adding something it's not like you're wearing you have like a parrot on your shoulder <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. okay i'm just like jazzing it up this is how this is like a way that i'm expressing myself through style and and i think that's like really cool i i think like people making those kind of bold choices is really awesome and again i also didn't mean to sound like i'm like better than people who were like oh you know what when the the jordan one means a lot to me and so i spent a little extra or i like really was vigilant about that drop and made sure I, i got it i just mean like for me it what feels truer is like getting like a little weirder thing that's like a little less Popular because I don't feel like I don't feel a great claim to like being cool most of the time, (laughs) and but but I do like the idea of like wearing something like a little bolder that suits you, like you were saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I know what you mean. That like I'm definitely more of a in the community of what it is to be a quote unquote sneakerhead. I am a passive participant. I am definitely (laughs) a tourist, I guess, to like buy one of the big big like the shoe of the season or whatever. I'd feel like a poser just in that it would give me claim to something that I don't have any businesses. Somebody should be wearing that other than
0: me. That's, that's exactly right. It's like, I shouldn't be like driving up the price or like increasing the scarcity of this thing that is like, not, doesn't have the same specific personal and cultural meaning to me.
1: Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Well, honestly, that I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So uh, first of all, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. This is great. And do you, what all do you want to push people toward to plug whatever the case may be? Oh, sure. Up? I would love, I mean,
0: if you want to to hear and see what I have to say and where, um, I'm at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L-M-A-N on Twitter and Instagram. And I have um, a podcast called Make My Day, which is out every Tuesday. It's a comedy game show where there's always one contestant every week who is guaranteed to win and they win a hundred dollar donation to the charity of their choice it's so and good. uh watch a Jesus and Marrow on Showtime when it's back next year or catch up on Showtime or Hulu or YouTube and uh I have a book nice try stories of best intentions and mixed results that's an essay collection
1: yes thank you again and uh, you. I, I, I sorry truly to go love on and work. on with the plugs I know <laughs> no you've got so much it's it's really like impressive, and and I have to say, like without blowing smoke by any stretch, because I I just I wouldn't do that. But I'm a huge fan of your work. Like, oh, I, thank you so much. That's very kind. I love everything you've done. So thank you. I really again. appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Well, a pleasure to speak with you. Yes, and, I and, love uh, you. Hope you're hope you hold, are holding up okay.
1: I'm doing the best I can, like like everyone else, hopefully. But yes, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Please take care. Please be kind to yourself. It's okay to not be okay I missed all of this. And yeah, be well. Goodbye. Toodles, etc. Bye.